Hello, everybody. My name is Brittany Chalk, and you're listening to A Dancer's Guide. On this episode of A Dancer's Guide, we'll be talking about starting a dance-related business, maintaining that business, and go through some of the challenges one may face in the process. For a dancer looking to transition away from performing, or maybe wanting to build a bit of a side hustle, starting their own business can be a very natural move and seems to be more and more commonplace. Our featured guest today is the owner and director of Bold Dance Project, which seeks to provide an intimate learning experience encompassing all facets of dance and musical theater. I'm thrilled to have joining me the multi-talented Alicia Pochask. Hi, Alicia. I'm so excited to have you here and speak with me today about Bold Dance Project. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm just super pumped. I'm so excited to be here with you and to be here with your podcast. And I think your podcast is really wonderful for dancers. And I think it was such a great move for you. So I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, why don't you start us off and introduce yourself a little bit? Awesome. So I'm Alicia. I'm, I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the States, um, obviously. Um, I've been living in New York City uh, for about the past seven years, and I've been working professionally since I was 18, I'm 35 now, so quite quite a bit of time. I um, can't believe I just said my age, but that's fine. Um, so, <laughs> Well, just to dive into your dance career a little bit more, can you share what your unique dance journey has looked like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I started out like any other kid, you know, when you're like four years old and your parents put you in dance class. And yep. <laughs> um, I apparently like loved it and was really great at it. Yeah. So I started just, you know, at a local studio and then probably around like seventh grade, I switched to another studio just a little bit that had uh, a little more training, a little more jazz. I was really just, I started off doing chiquetti ballet and tap. And then I moved to a new studio because I wanted to do jazz. I wanted to start competing. I wanted just like to be pushed a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And the studio I was currently in was just a little bit more of like a recreational there wasn't a lot of com- competition and um, that was definitely something I was interested in doing. So I, uh, I swapped dance studios in seventh grade. So what is that like 12 years old mm-hmm. and yeah. And started doing jazz and starting doing competitions and doing acro and gymnastics and just the whole, the whole shebang, which was really, really exciting. So um, yeah, I mean, that was it in Pittsburgh, grew up dancing in a studio. I took a ton of convention classes, um, which I think, helps and why I started the company that I started. But yeah, I did a lot of conventions um, and like the old school conventions, like we're talking like West Coast Dance Explosion and New York City Dance Alliance, which is still around Mm -hmm. today, you know, uh, Dance Educators of America, Dance Masters of America, all these prestigious competitions and conventions. Yeah. So I did that growing up. And then, I mean, I I was like, I guess I'm going to, you know, dance in college. It seems like the right move for me. Um, I also, but I also did sing. I started voice lessons when I was 15. So I started singing and I really loved musical theater. I loved, loved, loved musical theater. There was just something about it that was really interesting and exciting to me. So I did all of that, you know, did my musicals in high school. I got to college and I, I wanted to go to college. Um, I know some people just start right in at 18. I didn't feel that I was ready yet. I feel, felt that I needed just some more training. So uh, I went to Point Park University um, in Pittsburgh, PA, like in my own backyard. I graduated with a major in dance and a minor in musical theater. Best decision I ever made was to go to college. Best decision. And I definitely was there for me. Mm. And, you know, I was there to get better. I didn't need to be in all the pieces. I didn't need to do all those things. I just wanted to get better. 
And then all throughout college, I started working professionally. I was doing theme parks. I worked at three different theme parks and started as a dancer and ended the season like swinging the entire show as a singer and a dancer, which was crazy. But um, it definitely pushed me to levels I did not know, you know, doing 25 shows a day and in the heat. And, you know, so theme parks can be definitely rough. Oh, man. Of shows that you do. Theme parks are crazy. And my first theme park experience, I was 19, 19 or 20. And our choreographer had just got done doing moving out on Broadway, original Broadway cast, original dance captain. And I was like, cool, you're like teaching a bunch of kids, you know, and it was our my cast was incredible. And that like kind of set the bar for me of, you know, of working professionally. My first job was just so intense and so great. Um, yeah. And then, you know, did that all throughout college. I moved to Tennessee and worked in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, doing a show called Country Tonight, which was awesome. I was there for like four months as a replacement. I had a great time. And then I had auditioned for cruise ships like throughout college, but wanted to finish. And then I literally spent six years of my life dancing on ships. And then my body eventually was like, cool, you can't dance anymore. So you might want to find something else to do. So yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing that you were able to explore so many paths in your journey. And Obviously, that is not where your journey ends, as we're going to talk about a little bit later here. It just strengthens the fact that getting from where you are to where you want to be is by no means linear. And there's just so many options for us dancers that I'm really trying to show everyone with this podcast. So amazing. I I love hearing everyone's journey. Well, before we get into Bold Dance Project, I want to briefly talk about creating a dance-related business in general. I think more and more dancers are starting to build their own companies as a means of stepping away from professional performing or even just as a side hustle. Would you agree with that? And if so, why do you think that is? And why can dancers specifically be the sort of people that start great businesses. Yeah, I definitely I I definitely agree with you. I think it has to, we have to be very specific as dancers what we choose to do because I am a strong believer that not every dancer is a teacher or not every teacher is a dancer or you know, a business. I will tell you honestly, I my business manager, I would never be able to run my company without him because there's things I just don't know, you know. So, yeah. but I do I think that it's easy for I don't want to say easy. Easy isn't the right word, but I think that it is, it feels like second nature for dancers to start a company, honestly, because I think dancers work so extremely hard and we're used to, you know, hustling it out or judging this and working this and doing this. We're so used to being in, I feel like 20 different places at the same time. And we understand what that means and not saying that not all performers do that because I do think that that they do. But as a dancer, you know, especially for example, being on a cruise ship, you're not the lead, you know, you are in the back, you're dancing your face off for someone who is probably scrouting and being an amazing singer. But I think that also for us as dancers to start a business, whether it be something, you know, related to nutrition or the way dancers need to train their bodies or take care of their bodies. I think that we just have a lot of knowledge on how our bodies work and how the industry works. Mm. So I think that there's just so many, honestly, things that dancers can do to start in their own company. For example, 
you starting this podcast, you know, and that is so exciting. And then dancers learning how to train your body in different ways and different techniques and trying to talk to dancers about nutrition. There's just so many things that you can go into as a dancer. And so I, I mean, I definitely encourage people if it's something you want to do and you think that it's an avenue to take. Um, yeah. And I think that dancers are just very hard workers in general. So I think that no matter what, like I refuse to fail ever. So, um, I think that it just pushes us. Yeah, it it is. It's the discipline that we have as dancers and the expectation that we are always given growing up, especially myself, you know, it's failure is like not an option. So I think that that's why we do succeed so much is because we absolutely refuse to fail. So yeah, absolutely. And I mean, some of the best businesses haven't even been created yet. Isn't that such an exciting thought. Agreed. Yeah. Something just, I guess, to tag on to that was I recently read an article from this website called medium.com. Stick it in the show notes, but it said that creative minds were ideal for entrepreneurship. And a few things in the article really struck a chord with me. Um, One being that the nine to five job just really isn't for everyone. And it said, creative people and business owners are generally self-starters that thrive on flexibility. They want the freedom to achieve their goals without others constantly looking over their shoulders, which I agree with completely. Agree. (laughs) And the second section um, said, creative minds can come up with new things. The people who possess them have the ability to adapt to a variety of situations and create new solutions that improve the world. And I just, reading these two things was fantastic. And for myself as a dancer who's starting their own business with a dancer's guide, it was kind of a reassurance that all of my ideas aren't completely crazy. No, and I I can speak on behalf of myself is, one, I'm an only child, which means I had to do everything on my own. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? My parents figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. You messed up, figure out how you're going to fix it. And so I was so used to being my own manager. Honestly, I felt like that at such a young age that I think that that's why I'm like, I I just have to, I kind of have to be my own boss because Mm -hmm. I know how I want things run. And not that I don't, I work well with other people. I like working for other people. It's just, I have a very specific way and mindset of how I want things done and how I, how I would like them done. And I will not change my values because I want something to be bigger or better. I want the same people in my circle that have those values. And I think like you're saying, finding dancers with discipline, finding those people with creative minds that are willing to help you. Um, I think that that is why we are so great. But I agree with, with you saying, you know, we are, we want to work for ourselves sometimes and we just want to get things done the way we know how to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to like use the comment. I've saw so many things belonging to like, you know, different Facebook groups and stuff like dance teacher network and all these things. It was, it was talking about COVID-19 and if dance teachers were involved, this would have been over like a month in because everyone would have known to like stay in their lane, don't touch their face where like, and I had to laugh because I was <laughs> like, wow, you're like so right. Like, and it just, it made me kind of chuckle because I really had to think about it. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess yeah. so. That we get things would. done. So yeah, we do get things done. Yeah. Just uh, natural leaders. Maybe we should be running things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, going off of that as well, like the professionalism that you have to have as a professional dancer, you know, scheduling time for classes and investing in your career, that enables your success and are all characteristics that you need, I think, to be a successful business owner. So it all just really wraps up into one. Um, 
definitely a path that dancers can take and one I'm seeing more frequently now, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Moving right along, Bold Dance Project. Firstly, I just have to congratulate you on starting Bold Dance Project. From what I can tell, it's been wildly successful and it's just a true testament of your determination and hard work ethic. And it was only established last year. Is that correct? Yeah, in August. She came to be in August, so not even a year <laughs> old yet. Not even a year old yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, starting from the beginning, what made you want to start Bold Dance Project? So I'm very lucky. I love teaching. I love educating. I love, and it's not just about here are the steps. I want you to tell me your storyline from start to finish when I choreograph the solo. I will do solo rehearsals and we will for 30 minutes talk about your piece and what it is. And I wanted kids to understand that there is more to dancing than just the steps. Mm. There's storyline, there's emotion, there's all these things. And I do, I judge for a lot of competitions as well. And I can watch a beautiful dancer all day with a beautiful facility. If you are giving me nothing on stage story-wise, I'm just going to check out. And that's just being like very honest, you know? And so I think that there's a way to, you know, integrate all of the things together. So I kind of started bold because one, I love teaching. I love teaching. I would have not gotten through this whole pandemic. And I mean, we're still in it, but I would not have gotten through it without having Zoom classes Mm -hmm. and Facebook lives and all these things. And I mean, I just, I love educating. I The high that I used to get from being on stage as a dancer, I get that same exact feeling teaching. And so I knew it was something that I was like meant to be doing. Yes. And um, Bold kind of started. So my one of my dearest friends owns a dance studio in Pittsburgh, which I am actually like sitting in right now, which is really exciting. So we grew up dancing together. I've been teaching for her since I was 15 years old. Michelle Kovich-Maskis, she's unreal. And we've always, we've worked so well together because we're the best of friends. And, you know, she kept saying, I want to bring my kids to New York. I want to bring my kids to New York. And I was like, okay, so let's like bring the kids to New York and I'll just like get something together. You know, so I rented a studio space. I asked my dear friends, Aaron Burr, who was a dancer in one of my casts. And then um, he's a tap dancer, incredible, just made his Broadway debut last year. And then my very dear friend, Chip Abbott, who is Broadway vet, who is unreal, um, just very good friends of mine. I was like, hey, you guys like be interested in just like teaching? I was like, it's going to be like ages eight to 18. It's going to be like 15 kids. It's one day. It's like three hours on a Sunday. They're driving from Pittsburgh. Like, but I want them to get this like New York experience. I want them to like be in a New York studio. And so they were like, yeah, great. And so, you know, my girlfriend, Michelle, she brings them up and I'm like sitting next to her while, you know, I think like Aaron was teaching and I like look over and she's like crying and I was like, are you okay? (laughs) And she was like, I just, I can't believe we're doing this. And then I'm crying (sighs) and then we're both crying and all the teachers. And obviously these, a lot of these kids I've taught since they were little, you know, being, you know, I come back and teach her whenever I can. The end of the day, we did a presentation for the parents of what they learned. And I remember looking at my boyfriend and I was like, oh, this is it. I'm like, this is what I should be doing. And it was exactly what I wanted. And I didn't, and I always knew I wanted to own some sort of convention or workshop. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what I wanted it to be because I didn't want it to be like everything else that I had experienced growing up. And I'm grateful for those experiences, but I wanted it to be different. And we went out and had like some Mexican after and had some margaritas. And I was like, this is it. And we literally came up with a name that day, like that night. Wow. And um, I mean, that was it. Like, and that probably happened in, I want to say, April of 2019. And then we became like official in August. And I wanted to provide something. And all the parents just kept saying, I love 
that it's the classes are small. I love that the teachers are calling our kids by their name. I love that they're seeing that maybe you don't have a triple pirouette, but you're living your life and having so much fun. And that is also equally important. And so I was, I just kind of took all those things and the emails that I got from these parents and the emails that I got from my friend, Michelle, and just and the kids, you know, sending me videos, thanking me and thanking Chip and thanking Aaron. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is, this is definitely it. This You've is what it something. needs to be. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's, so yeah, that's kind of just what made me want to start it. And I was like, okay, well, if we're doing it, we're doing it. And like yeah. I said, my, my boyfriend is actually my business manager and he had owned his own company as well. So he really knew what I needed to do, which thank goodness for him, he does like everything but dance. So it's really (laughs) great. He's super helpful. Um, And he kind of, I think that that's why I was very scared about starting it because I was like, I just like, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know how to dance. I know how to teach. I know how to like, you know, organize those things, but I don't, I don't know the other part of owning a business. And so he was super helpful. The business part of owning a business. The business part, which is, I was like, (laughs) I was like, cool. I know how to like run it. I just like, and I know how to do what I want to do, but there was, and I think that was always the part that was just holding me back. And then I obviously had him to like help guide and be a part of the journey, which was great. I love that. I mean, what an amazing start to this project. What a fun beginning. Yeah. Well, tell me what Bold Dance Project aims to offer students. So my biggest thing, and you said it at the beginning, it's, I want it to be an intimate learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I call it an experience because I want it to be a true experience. I want these dancers to be submerged in the creativity that's around them. I want them to feel comfortable in the space that they're in. I want them to be able to raise their hand and ask a teacher and that teacher look them in the eye and say their name. You know, I mean, we are very new and obviously we couldn't do our spring experience because COVID kind of happened, but in our brain, you know, in my brain, even having when kids audition for scholarships, I, I don't want you to have a number. I want you to have your name. I want it to be your name on a sticker on your leotard or whatever you're choosing to wear, you know, and I want people to be able, I want these teachers to be able to look at you and be like, you know what? That's okay. If you didn't hit that pirouette, you were given me full out with feeling with life and enjoying. And I want kids to understand that you don't sometimes have to be the best dancer. You, you know, you just have to be a hard worker and try your best and have fun. And we really do. I want things to be fun. I really, really want things to be fun. I also, our classes will never be more than 60 kids in a room ever, ever, ever. I will never have more than 60 kids. I just, I want it to, I, I loved workshops growing up, but I hated being in a room with 300 kids. I hated it. Yes. Yep. And the thing is, is that if those are so wonderful. And some of the teachers, man, I got to take from some amazing people. Of course. But I also, I'm like this, something about it, feeling intimate and feeling like you have a name and that someone can call you by the name and someone can look you in the eye and walk up to you and fix you or, you know, show you how to do something. That was really exciting to me. And that seemed to be what the kids really, really loved. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. It really, because really does. Because you're in these convention centers and these giant hotel ballrooms, you're with, you know, like you said, 300 people, you just get lost in the shuffle. You don't feel like it doesn't matter if you are there or not. Yeah. And you know, those are not cheap. No. They're not cheap. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I kind of wanted to show, look, you can probably pay probably less money to get yourself to New York city and be in this space, or you're going to pay the same, but it's going to be an experience and it's going to be, you know, with people that are in the business. I also, I love my faculty so much. And I think that they are some of the most talented people that I've ever met. And I want people to know who they are. I want you to know who Tyler McKenzie is. People are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, he's been in three Broadway shows. He just finished three years with Hamilton. Like, 
how do we not know who he is? You know what I mean? Right. Um, Rachel Dolan, who has won two Helen Hayes awards, which if you are know the theater industry, it's in DC. It's like the Tonys of DC. She has won two Helen Hayes awards as a choreographer. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we should know who she is. Right. Like right. we should know Cody Berkeley is one of the most beautiful contemporary dancers I've ever seen. We should know who he is. And I wanted to bring those people and the rest of my faculty as well. I wanted to bring my entire faculty to, you know, for people to know who they are, because I think they're up and coming stars. I just think that they all are so great and so talented. And so I wanted kids to be in the room with and understand that, you know, for example, Ashley Munz, like my ballet teacher, she's also from Pittsburgh and I've known her like my whole life, which is so fun. Um, but she dances for the Metropolitan Opera and her classes for ballet are musical theater, but ballet style, mm. you know, we're going to do a num- something from carousel and it is going to be a ballet combo, but it could be in a musical. Right. And so I want kids to understand musical theater is not just 42nd street. Nope. It's not just hello, Dolly. There is everything. Tyler McKenzie teaches contemporary musical theater and he's picking songs from dear Evan Hansen or yeah. Hamilton or, you know, jagged little pill. And we're telling the storyline and we're doing contemporary movement to it. And so I want kids to learn that musical theater is not just one mindset and that how we integrate tap into that and ballet and jazz and contemporary and lyrical and that all of those things can be musical theater. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially being in with New York city is kids getting to understand what New York city theater is, Mm -hmm. what Broadway is Mm -hmm. because Broadway, I think a lot of people have a very certain idea of Broadway and it is, yes, it is that, but it is so much more than that. So yeah, I, and you know, and they get to come to New York and see a show and (laughs) Work with people in the industry, and I just think it's so cool. Like you said, it's an experience. It is. It that is. I'm sure they'll probably never forget, especially yeah. if they're not from New York. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. I just want to take a moment and encourage you to head over to our social media pages and hit that follow button. You can find us on Facebook simply by searching A Dancer's Guide, as well as on Instagram at A Dancer's Guide Official. We always post about upcoming podcasts and exciting new projects in the works, so go ahead and check them out. We truly appreciate your support. Now back to where we left off. Well, can you take me through what a typical Bold Dance Project experience looks like kind of outside of this pandemic? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we normally do our like New York City. We have a couple of different things that we do. So a New York City experience would be we're trying to do one in the fall, in the spring, and then a summer experience. So fall and spring, it's a weekend, you know, a Saturday, Sunday, we'll do, you know, four classes one day, five classes the other day, kind of that idea. Um, We do right now, we do mini junior and senior. So our ages go between six and 18. And eventually, you know, we may break those up in smaller groups if we get more kids, so more kids can take classes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we're kind of do that. And our classes are between 50 and 55 minutes. And so pretty much everyone comes in. Um, I give a little like speech and, you know, just talk to the parents and talk to the kids about who I am, who my faculty is. Um, we do a warm up all together that I always lead. Um, and then we kind of just start in with my faculty and, you know, the faculty comes in and teaches their classes and explains like how this number is, you know, relevant in musical theater and how dance can be something besides just concert or company or, you know, and, and trying to figure out that there are different so many different avenues of dance as well. Within musical theater. Within musical theater, exactly. And then, you know, they have their little lunch break Uh and then 
Um, at the end of every day, we do a showcase of what they learned that day. And the parents come in, they get to watch their kids do their dances. We'll run it like two or three times. We just kind of go back and forth between, you know, the different ages. And then the next, the last day, it will be the same kind of thing. We come in, we all warm up together. Um, some experiences I've ended the entire weekend with like just, it's usually me and all of the dancers and we learn something cohesively together. Um, that's just fun and exciting. Mm. And then we do the same thing. The parents would come in, we'll do a little showcase and then we kind of give out our, we would give out our scholarships then. So they would have their little, you know, their names on. We, the faculty would kind of pick who they want. And again, it's not about being the best. It's about seeing something in these kids that's exciting mm-hmm. and, or some or a kid that tried really hard because I feel that rewarding kids that also work hard is very, very important because we can't expect kids to get better without giving them the training to get better. And the confidence, sometimes they just need that boost of confidence. So yeah, so that's kind of a typical, you know, New York City bold experience. And they're in a studio in New York City, which is so cool. But we also do like in-house intensives, which is really cool. We're like, we literally, a studio will book us and we will do your entire intensive, which is really cool. And so you travel to the studios. We can travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can travel. Um, And we're most likely doing that for a lot of this fall, just because with everything that's happening, um, you know, coming to studios and it's the same exact thing. And we literally, it's like, we just picked up New York and moved it there. And then we were planning on doing our first summer experience in 2021, which would be really like a four day intensive. And it would also include seeing something, you know, maybe at the Joyce or maybe at the Met or ABT, or we're going to see a Broadway show just so kids can start to see all the different things. And, you know, we come to New York, we think Broadway, but I'm like, the Joyce is so incredible. The Metropolitan Opera is so incredible. Joe's Pub, which is the public theater, is so awesome. So trying to get them to understand about all the different things. I also feel that for dancers that want to be in New York, it can be very overwhelming when you first go. And now that these kids are going to start to grow up and be at these New York experiences and know how to ride the subway, know how to get themselves around, know if they want to take a class at Steps or BDC or Perry Dance or any of these studios that they feel comfortable because- Maybe they want to take Chip's class at BDC, you know, and now they already know him. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting, I think, to kids to be able to have that connection. And I want them to be able to have that connection with my faculty. I want them to be able to walk in somewhere and Chip or whoever is teaching to say, I remember you from Bold Dance Project, you know, and that's exciting, I think, for kids as well. Absolutely. For aspiring pre-professionals that are, Mm -hmm. you know, looking to, after they graduate, go into professional, trying to pursue a professional career, and then already Mm -hmm. having a little bit of contact with people, that that is exciting for sure. Um, You mentioned scholarships. Yeah. What scholarships do you give out? So we do some full scholarships, we do some half scholarships. So a full scholarship, would be, you know, just to any, you would, it would be free, any BDP experience that you want to come to. So you can use it for your fall, for your spring. Um, Half scholarship would be that, again, same kind of thing. You would just get half of your tuition would be paid for. And then we are starting a new scholarship, but it's not done yet. So, but it's in the up and coming. Um, in the works. Yeah, in the works that, that we want to do. Cool. Yeah, just giving those scholarships again for, and you know, dances. dance theater, it's not cheap, you know, and sometimes there's kids that just have, have it and maybe their families don't have, you know, the means to bring them all the time. And I'm like, you know what, if their family can get them here, 
don't worry about anything else. And I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never want to see, especially in the times that we're now, I want to be able to offer kids and outlets to dance and feel, because obviously we don't want studios to close. We don't want kids to not be engaged and walk away from this. So yeah. So we're really trying to, um, to just help kids out to any way that that we can because I think that that's really important as well. Amazing. And do studios come kind of as a package deal to you for an intensive or do you get just kids from kind of all over the place and then you mush them together in a Some do. Yeah, some do. Some do. Some of our intensives. So for example, some studios make their kids go to certain, you know, so many conventions. So gold has been kind of like a staple for some. Everyone knows then that in the fall, we're going to New York, we're going to bold. Mm -hmm. It's part of you want to be on this competition team. That's part of it, you know? Um, So we do get some schools that bring a lot of kids, but I also get studios that, you know, maybe do live in Connecticut or in Jersey that are close to New York city. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, some of our kids want to come. They're more than welcome to come. We like want to bring all the kids. So yeah, they can come either or. Yeah. And that's amazing for them to actually like then meet other dancers, you know, around New York. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. Well, I think one of the hardest things about starting your own dance related business is actually just taking that first step, committing your idea to action and running with it. Mm-hmm. Did you find taking that first step to making Bold Dance Project a reality difficult or were you just, you know, ready to start this company? Yeah, I was definitely ready. I'm also someone that like I jump in head first. Like yeah. there's no like get your toe wet. I'm like, <laughs> cool. I'm putting like cinder blocks on my feet and jumping in. Like that's just how I am. It's mm-hmm. like it's all or nothing with me. Um, and I think the only thing that was scary was not understanding the business portion of it. And so, like I said, I was very, very lucky. My business partner, Justin Brown is just, he's unreal. And he knows he owned his own recording company. He understands what running a business is. Mm. And so it was way less daunting when he was like, these are the things you need. This is what we need to do. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll make the decision stuff, but you, he takes care of all of it. And because I mean, he is my other half. He is my boyfriend. So he does know he's very good I trust him with a lot of things as well. You know, if he says something, I'll say, you know what I would pick. And he, for the most part, always picks what I'm going to say, you know, so that's just nice having him because he really does understand and he knows the passion that I have for it. And he also knows my work ethic. So he knows that I want it to be perfect. And that's how it's going to be. If you're, if we're making a video, he will say to me, I already know four notes that you're going to give me on it. I will fix it before you even tell me. And I'm like, great. So I think that that's, yeah, yeah. So once I had him to kind of help take that other, you know, the scary part away from Mm -hmm. me, it definitely, I mean, it was like, let's, let's just do it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess what most people don't know is I actually started a dancer's guide two years prior to its official launch. But at that time, I also got engaged and had to plan two weddings and also had to figure out how to get my visa for the UK. Um, So, you know, life got in the way, basically. Of course. But, you know, as soon as I could get back into it, I did. And I still didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. I just knew I had to take the first step and trust in my own abilities. And it's just been my experience. But some advice I would give performing artists looking to start their own business would be that you don't have to know where your business is going to go. You just kind of have to take that first step and enjoy the journey. Agreed. It's, it's going to evolve and, and change and you have to be willing to change with it. So Agreed. Uh, it can be a beautiful thing. 
And starting your own business can definitely present you with a learning curve, which I think you have to embrace and be willing to make mistakes along the way um, in order to successfully grow. What are some of the things that you have learned in starting this business? Um, Well, I started this business. I didn't want (laughs) financially. I didn't want a loan. I was like, I just want to do it on my own. Mm. Starting a business is obviously expensive, but I was like, I don't want to have to borrow money from this bank to be able, I just want to do it. So, I mean, obviously you sit in the red for a while and that's what you, and that's what you know. So financially it is definitely a big take on for me. I also, the people that work for me deserve a certain amount Mm -hmm. and I will never not give that to them because that's what I truly feel they deserve. So I think that getting your financials is very difficult and there's so many things I'm like, I want to do this. And again, my business manager, he's like, no, we're not doing that right now. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you want to lose, you know, this amount of money? I'm like, no, he's like, cool. So we're not going to do that yet. Not yet. You know? And Mm. so that's definitely because I want things to happen right now. And he's like, that's not going to happen right now. You just need to be patient and wait until it can. And I'm like, okay. You know? And then obviously you want, I want my, our experiences to be sold out, you know, from the beginning and they're not going to be, and that's okay for us to be able to touch the lives of 20 kids. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Because then those 20 kids can come back and say, Oh, this was so great. And then, and that is hard, you know, for people to trust, especially again, dance is so expensive. These activities are expensive and to pick up and drop $2,000 for a weekend, traveling to New York, staying in a hotel, feeding your family, you know, that's a big commitment. And what if the convention is terrible? Yeah. And now you just felt like you just wasted money. And those are the things that now I had to look back and and figure out those things. So I think those were definitely some of the things of, I want things to be like, huzzah right away. Done now. (laughs) I want it to be done now. And I have to, and so this has definitely been patient. Um, I have learned that social media is a full-time job. Oh my gosh. It is the bane of my existence. It is unreal. I feel like all I do is sit on the computer for 12 hours a day doing social media, but you have to. And I want to promote my company myself because it is my company and I want to promote it. I want to do the work for it. I want people, I want to promote my faculty. I want to promote all those people the way that I know they deserve to be treated. You want it to be your voice. It is my voice. I don't want it to be somebody else's. So those are the things definitely that I have learned that I'm like, wow, that takes a long time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, everything else has been great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just patience, patience and patience, (laughs) patience and not spending money on things right away that I don't need to spend, you know, financially need to spend money on. Right. So there's like an order, I think that you kind of have to be all right, all right, how do I launch this? And then what can I do next to kind of maybe get a little bit of money to then invest in the next thing and the next thing and the next thing it's got to snowball after that. Um, But it's, it's, trying to figure out yeah what is the next thing and what's gonna yeah. actually what do people want honestly yeah um yeah exactly amazing well i want to talk a little bit about bold dance project's latest venture which is international yeah um, i'm so excited to talk about this um because you are coming to the uk actually this coming weekend this weekend <laughs> UK. i'm like bring it on all of you yeah well, it's, I think it's fantastic that you've been able to adapt in this pandemic to the digital world and that you've been able to still bring dance to dancers, um, your experience to dancers, and that you've been actually able to expand your audience probably beyond what you ever originally imagined for Bold Dance Project. Yeah. So was going international with Bold Dance Project something that you maybe always wanted to do or just something that kind of 
the COVID-19 facilitated? No, it definitely was. And I think because I've literally traveled all over the world and mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I used to go on audition tours. I used to do all of these things and I'd see dancers and I was like, oh, I just want to, I want to be able to provide. Also, for some reason, I, everyone like loves New York City that like doesn't live here. I feel like yeah. I was like, New York City. Oh, I'm like, gosh, it's I know. cool. Your house is like probably way cooler than mine, but you know. Um, house is but the key I word. Think it is, I know, right? I think it's so <laughs> exciting. And I always, I did, I was like, I want to be in Australia. I want to go to the UK, you mm-hmm. know. Also, I had spent some time living in the UK and there were things that I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this better. I want to do this better. Or I want to be able to provide these things. And so going international was definitely always in my back pocket. It Mm. was in a back pocket for like, you know, three years from now. And then obviously with this pandemic, I have, I have a lot of friends that live in the UK. I have a lot of friends that live in Australia and I just started teaching zoom classes myself. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll come in and teach musical theater class. I'll come in and teach contemporary class, you know? And then all these dancers were like, well, we want to like do one of your experiences whenever you come here. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be coming anytime soon. And so I was just like, cool. So like, let's just do it. I was like, let's just do it. I was like, and the thing is, is kids are now so well versed on doing this whole zoom thing Mm -hmm. and they get it and they understand what it is. And it's not terrifying, I think anymore to people because now we know what to expect, you know, because it was like, we either do it or we don't dance end of story, you know? And so I think that studios really hopped on board and kids really hopped on board with that. And I started teaching for just myself, you know, teaching some free classes so that kids could get to know me and know what my company does. And so I taught at a couple of studios in England. I taught for schools all over the country, which was really exciting. I started teaching like my own jazz class, like every Friday night that was just free that all these kids. And I mean, I had kids from Hawaii to Alaska, to England, to, Amazing. you know, and it was really, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I always definitely international was 100% always on the table. It just happened sooner rather than later. Yeah. So that's exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So where are these experiences happening virtually for now? Right now, just UK and Australia for right now is what we have going on right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hopefully we'll like get some more places. But yeah, so we d- we're doing UK uh, this weekend, um, Saturday and Sunday. And then we're doing Australia the weekend of the 5th but it's really like the sixth for them. Oh my God, the time changes are also, I'm like, what time is it? I'm like, I'm teaching at 8 p.m. and it's like 9 a.m. for you. It's so weird. So yeah, just trying to get like all of our time stuff. But yeah, and we're doing that for like a whole week just with like our different ages of kids and stuff. Very so exciting. yeah, well, I'm really excited. My faculty is excited. We're all just yeah. like super pumped for it, for sure. Amazing. What are some other things that Bold Dance Project has in store for its future? We definitely want to continue with, you know, our fall, spring and summer experiences and summer will be brand new coming 2021. Mm -hmm. But we want people to know that we're kind of like a one-stop shop. I think that that is one of the things for people is that like, we want to do a summer intensive, but like, who do we want to bring in? And I'm like, you can literally hire us. You can, and tell me exactly what you want. All you have to worry about is telling your kids that they owe one amount of money and that's it. I take care of everything. I take care of our flights, our per diem, where we're staying, all of I, our travel. I, t- I literally do everything. I'm like, you, you know, studios tell me four things, answer four questions for me, and that's it. Wow. And so I'm hoping that that is something that we can bring, you know, that New York experience to maybe kids that, do, you know, are living in Nebraska. Yeah. And maybe coming to New York is, is an expense, but 
we could go there. And so I, I want us to bring that like New York vibe and New York experience to those studios. Um, but we obviously, our main thing will always be to have at least at the minimum three New York experiences a year so the kids can actually come to the city, but hopefully we'll end up having more in the future. And then, yeah, you know, getting to Australia for their winter breaks and, and, or their summer breaks really, Mm. which is nice because it's winter, you know, and, um, and getting to come to the UK and getting to just, be in these different places and people get to know again who we are. So that's kind of it. And and keeping it small and still keeping the integrity of what I have. I think my faculty is so on board with all of my visions and the way I think. And we all are on the same exact page. And I think that that's really, really important to have people that are like-minded individuals and have the same goals and the same core values as you. Um, and so, yeah. And I, and that's the other thing is I, I never want my faculty to be, you know, 40 some people. Mm. I want it to be small. I want it to be those people that kind of have been with me. And yes, will I add people here and there because, you know, people have jobs and sometimes you can't be at something, but I cannot say like intimate learning experience enough. Cause like, that's truly what I want it to continue to be. And I think that that's what I want people to know us for. Like we want people to come in, you should hire bold because you get what you pay for. And so, you know, we may seem for some people, maybe a little pricey in certain ways, but you're also going to get like such a personal experience and it's not. And also I'm like, I know how much conventions cost 20 years ago when I took them. I'm like, and I know what they cost now. And I'm like, Oh, we're, I'm like, we're cheap compared to that, which is, which is great. You know, because I do have to, I do factor in people are traveling to New York city. Yes. People are staying in New York right. city. And but I they're traveling and we to do, conventions as well. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I think that that's it. I just, I want to reach as many kids as we can. And I want kids to be excited to take class from us. And I want kids to know our name. I want kids to be like, oh, I want to go to Bold because, you know, I want to take class with Brandon Kelly. That's exciting (laughs) to me. Yes, definitely. Do you have any advice you would give to other dancers that might also be interested in starting their own dance related business? I think if it's something that you cannot stop thinking about and you know, like I thought about Bold and what it was for so long. And I was like, I just got to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think just go in and dive in head first, obviously dive in with like good people around you, but surround yourself with good people who are going to support you. Because I will tell you right now, my faculty are the most, and including my business manager, the nine of them would have my back any time of the day. And I think if you're going to start your own business and you're going to include other people, you have to have people that have your back. Mm. None of us, there's no jealousy between us. There's nothing. We are so supportive of each other. And that's just an overall thing I like to teach kids in general is just be supportive of each other. And I think, listen, listen to people that know I knew nothing about the business aspect and I really listened to my business manager, Justin, and I really listened to what he had to say. And I was like, okay, and just don't be afraid to trust people, but make sure you're bringing in kind of the right people into your group. And I think that if you ever hesitate on, on an important question on, is this person, then it's, they're probably not the right person for you to be in business with or to help you with your business. I mean, when I think of my faculty, it's like, hands down, I don't even have to think about it. It's like, yes, why would I not? have you by my side. So yeah. Yeah. And just go for it. Just go for it. Like, why not? You're either going to, why not? You're right. It's going to be great or it's not. I mean, it's going to go one of two ways, you know, and if it's not great, then figure out how to make it great. Exactly. Yes. It's not a failure. It's just figure out something else. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, it's just a testament to 
I guess, your leadership skills and, and the people that you've surrounded yourself with is what's, I think, made this a huge success. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. That means a lot. Yeah. Well, another piece of advice I would love to share comes from Rachel Hollis's book called Girl, Stop Apologizing, which I would recommend to anyone. Uh, she talks about doubts we may face when starting a new business and that we may get discouraged to see others doing similar things. But one of the things those businesses don't have is you. Yeah. No one else will run a business like you will. No one else can offer what you can offer. And that's what ultimately can differentiate you from the competition. This is constantly on my mind when I start to think about new projects and something that I very much took away after reading this book. Well, we have gone through some incredible information today. Would you mind sharing where listeners can learn more about Bold Dance Project and how to register for your experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to our website. It's just bolddanceproject.com. Um, we're on Instagram. Also, it's bold.dance.project. Um, and our logo is like a little triangle and it's like watercolors behind. It's real cute. Um, we're also just on Facebook. If you put in Bold Dance Project, you'll find it. Um, you can register for all of our stuff online. Our links are in my personal um, Instagram. It's Alicia Rose 33. And I keep a lot of bold stuff on there as well. But um, if you go to our Instagram, it's in our bio, you can register there um, for our Australia or our UK experiences. Um, you can register on our website. We also have so many things that we do that we put on our website, which is really, really exciting. Um, we're on TikTok, but we're like just getting started. With TikTok. We're trying to figure out the TikTok situation. But it's the same thing. It's like bold.dance.project. So if you literally just put in bold dance project, you you look for like the triangle with the cool watercolors behind it, you'll find us for sure. Amazing. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the Adventures Guide podcast. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories and advice. It's been wonderful. Thanks for having me. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More episodes are in the works that I think you're really going to enjoy. So make sure you like A Dancer's Guide on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at A Dancer's Guide Official so you can get the latest updates on new podcasts and access to awesome content that aims to guide dancers along their unique journeys. Always remember, stay confident, be humble. Thanks for listening. Until next time.